outside of that, though, I mean, I, I, I can't disagree with anything else, really. Anyone's been saying the one thing I had a gripe with was Nate. Uh, it, so if someone else on, on the Cavs plays better, LeBron still has to get 40 a night. Can he do that? I don't know. He can. I think, he's I, getting, I think he's going to. LeBron, <laughs> yeah. honestly. LeBron did that. He averaged 40 points over seven games in the finals against the Warriors when they won. He averaged a 40-point triple-double. I've seen him do it before. I, I watched it with my own eyes. We're a couple of uh, sprained ankles away from a Jazz 76ers final. That's all I'm going to say. That'd be a nightmare. <laughs> I would love it. But I want to see him beat in the finals. For Nate Sorensen, Bogart Leip, Daniel Thompson, and Cody McKay, I'm Evan Osterley. This has been the Daily Sports Report. Good night and go blue. If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? What's that? And off his box, a box of chocolates. Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30, and sometimes it's really just a show about something. So what is that something today? I wanted to share with you this situation. I'm thinking, so what am I, sa- what am I saying, really? What exactly am I saying? Well, here's the thing. My grandmother, Betty English, would have been 100 years old, as of last Sunday. And that makes me think of music that she recorded with her offspring in a room one time when her daughter was doing a film of the family for an art project or a friend of hers was doing an art project. And so there was this videotape of music and conversation that I whittled down to 45 minutes of music sung by my grandmother. And I'm going to share some of that with you today in remembrance of her. First of all, we're going to hear something that is in the Hopefully Spring is Really Here series. This is, uh, I'm going to tentatively test my luck playing a song that has a spring-ish theme, a food-ish, spring-ish theme. I believe that it's very possible that there will be many vegetables popping out of the ground, just popping out. you got to step out of the way because they might hit you, and well, then they will be delicious. But here is a song called The Vegetable Love Song by Jewel Aikens. Let's cross our fingers. It really is spring. I think spring has finally come back from spring break. You think? He was a bad potato. Potato. And she was a sweet tomato. Tomato. But she seemed to string along. And that was the start of the vegetable song. Had a lot of cabbage. So one day she packed her baggage. On a honeymoon they were gone. Now let me tell you the rest of the vegetable love song. He was a cool cucumber, but she really had his number. She took him for everything, in 
including a 10 carat ring. Then one day she just said, Pardon, and left him alone in their garden. She waved goodbye and so long, and that was the end of the vegetable love song. Then one day she just said pardon, pardon And left him alone in their garden. garden She waved goodbye and so long And that was the end Of the vegetable love song Yes, that was the end Of the vegetable love song Cha-cha-cha the Vegetable Love Song. That is Jewel Akins. He's most famous for his big hit, The Birds and the Bees. But uh, what do the birds and the bees need? They need vegetables. It's scientific, probably. That was The Vegetable Love Song, and this is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a show about food and culture. Today, my name is Mike, by the way. Hi. Today, I'm going to remember my grandma and the music she recorded with her family. My grandma Betty English would have been 100 years old last Sunday. And my mother, hi mom, I'm waving hi to you, hi. My mother wrote a paper, uh, an essay, talking about her mom. And I'd like to read a little bit right now from that. It seemed she was always singing. She'd start Galway Bay or Tour Lura Lura, and we, her children, would join in. When Uncle Tommy, her beloved baby brother, was visiting, he would add impeccably played guitar and a honeyed tenor. Mama was close to her sisters and brothers. They often lived with us for extended periods. She was 100% Irish. Yes, Mama should have been on the stage. She entered and won many amateur competitions. I should mention now that they lived in the Boston area. They lived in Watertown and Waltham, Massachusetts. A faded photo showed a broadly smiling young woman strumming a guitar. Closer inspection would have, re- would have revealed the guitar was stringless. An instinctive musician, rather than a classically trained one, she could memorize any song and play the piano by ear. Years later, an electric organ was her most treasured procession. Possession. It was a possession. She captured the title of New England yodeling champion, and she deserved it. Her voice would soar to the stratosphere, tumbling like the Blue Angels in a series of rolls, then with the mellifluous series of quavering curlicues. Yes, indeed. My grandmother was New England yodeling champion. Yes, that's something I'm very proud of, and it makes me very happy. Here's a recording of my grandma. She was 67 years old. I think this was in 1985. She was singing, and some of her offspring were playing along. And this is a family gathering. Here we go. Hey, hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? Hey, sweet baby, don't you think maybe we could find us a brand new recipe? Got a hot rod for it and a two dollar bill. I know a spot right over the hill. There's soda pop and the dancing's free. So if you want to have fun, come along with me. Hey, 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 good looking. Why, 
family that's my grandma betty english recorded in 1985 singing hey good looking what you got cooking technically a song about food therefore that's why i'm playing it for you on pandora's lunchbox now my mom tells me i was mentioning a little earlier in that essay that my mom wrote about my mom's uncle tommy my great uncle tommy who i never had the pleasure of meeting but he used to perform with a group in the massachusetts area my mother mentioned a place called the Lone Star Ranch where he will perform. He would perform. And I'm looking into that and I'm finding a Lone Star Ranch in Reed's Ferry, New Hampshire, which would have been just about a 45-minute drive from Waltham, picturing them all piling into the car and driving up there. And my mother said it was in the boonies. And, well, I think Reed's Ferry with a name like that could be, could be boonie-like, don't you think? I found a picture in the Boston Globe somebody took of two dancers at the Lone Star Ranch in 1972, the Boston Globe has a series of photos which they call an intimate glimpse of country music. It says here, Dancing to Webb Pierce, Lone Star Ranch, Reed's Ferry, New Hampshire, 1972. It's a couple there, and in the background it says Lone Star Ranch, 1939. That may per- Perhaps that was when the place was established. My mother tells me that when she was three years old, she was able to get on stage at the Lone Star Ranch and sing a tune called My Adobe Hacienda. So I looked into that a little bit, and and I have found a version of that as sung in 1941 by Louise Massey that appears to be the original, and I wonder if that's the one that her family was listening to that inspired them to sing that song. This isn't my mom singing in 1941 because she wasn't exactly quite born yet, but it later in the 40s she sang as a three-year-old this song. Let's listen to the version by Louise Massey, shall we? In my adobe hacienda There's a touch of Mexico Cactus lovelier than orchids Blooming in the patio The soft desert stars And the strum of guitars Make every evening seem so sweet In my adobe hacienda Life and love are more complete 
softly murmur, harmonize with whippoorwill. When setting sun says the long day is done, sweet music starts to fill the air in my adobe hacienda. My Adobe Hacienda, yes indeed, that is. Louise Massey and the Westerners from 1941. It's a nice red label, Columbia 78. I actually played it off of YouTube, but hey, why not? This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I'm Mike Perini. Mike, also. And I'm just remembering something special in my life. My grandma, Betty English, she would have been 100 this Sunday. I'm playing songs that... She sang and songs that my mother used to sing. And here's another song by Grandma English and her progeny. I I remember I made this tape, and I called it Betty English and her progeny, vaguely named after the Woody Allen movie Hannah and Her Sisters. And this is a song called Turnip Greens. There seems to have been many different versions and iterations of this song. Let's hear this one. I'd love to find where this iteration came from, where they got the lyrics to it. I guess they had some sheet music they were reading for this session when they were sitting down and recording. Well, what was that song we used to sing? What was that, huh? Ma, what's the song know. that we all used remember. to sing together? What did we all used to sing? Turnip Greens. I don't know, because... Oh, yeah. Turnip Greens. Turnips and Heather. Turnips and Heather. Turnips and Heather. Turnips and Heather. Turnip greens, turnip greens, good old turnip greens. Cornbread, buttermilk, and good old turnip greens. Mmm. Did I mention this is a food-related show? Yes, this is Pandora's Lunchbox. That's my grandmother. My grandmother, Betty English, in 1985, there you go, singing a song from well before the 60s, Turnip Greens. I found on a... uh, page called linguistlist.org some alternative lyrics to the song Trinum Greens. So like this, St. Peter stood at the Golden Gate. From what place did you fly? I told him from Mississippi. I flew up to the sky. He showed me through a telescope. I don't know what that means. 
I saw 10,000 people living on turnip greens. They all looked so sassy and been living above their means, and he kicked them down to the hot place for stealing turnip greens. <sighs> Whoa. I don't know. Sounds like they were having more fun on my uh, grandma's session there. But there you go. Turnip greens. Arwolf is preparing a fine show in 13 minutes here at 7 o'clock on Face the Music. And where am I going next with this? Uh, stories about my mother, my grandma, and here's another version of Turnip Greens. In fact, this is going all the way back to 1928. I wonder if Arwolf played this last year. No, actually, Arwolf hasn't played his show of eights yet. Maybe, I, maybe I'm giving something away. I don't know. No, um, every every year at the end of the year, Arwolf plays songs. For instance, at the end of 2017, he played a bunch of songs from years that ended in seven. The year before was a bunch of songs that ended in six. So maybe this will turn up at the end of this year. Maybe this will turn up green. Whoa. Um, here's uh, Bo Carter, also known as, let's see if I can pronounce his name right, Armentor Chatmon, also known as Bo Carter, and good old Turnip Greens. Goes like this. When I was a little boy, I always wanted to fly. I flapped my wings like a felon, and I flew up to the sky. When I got up in heaven, I seen something I never have seen. There was a lot of burly coons, just a scrapping old turn of green. He's a fool about his turn of green. Oh, yes, indeed, he are. Cornbread and buttermilk and a good old turn of green. Mr. Spencer went to Chicago, and I went to New Orleans. I got mad and walked all the way back home just to get my breathing time of green. Oh, the white man wears his broad clothes, and the Indian he wears jeans. But here come the darky with his overalls on. Yes, a scrapping old turn of green. He's a fool about his turn of green. Oh, yes, indeed, he calls. Cornbread and it's greasy and the good old turn of green. Just eating their pig and cream. 
But the dog is back in the kitchen Just a strapping old china green He's a fool about his china green Oh yes indeed he are Cornbread and pepper sauce And the good old china green That's Bo Carter and Turnip Greens, Cornbread and Pepper Sauce in this case, uh, Cornbread and Buttermilk in the other version. This one's got Cornbread and Buttermilk and Cornbread and Pepper Sauce, and a lot of commentary about life around 1928. That is Bo Carter and Turnip Greens, a very different version of the song that we heard a moment ago from my grandmother singing in 1985. This is a show about my grandmother, who would have been 100 Last Sunday, my grandma, Betty English, lived in Massachusetts. And where am I? Well, this is, this is kind of a journey for me, so you'll have to pardon me while I look around and check my map and look for directions here for just a moment here. Where am I, my GPS? Let me take a moment to mention, though, that coming up this weekend is Record Store Day, Saturday, April 21st. Lots of record stores will have special records and things and will sell records and things and things. Really interestingly enough, you know, we've been playing some archived music here of my mom and that my mom sang and recordings of my grandmother. And there is a mighty wonderful project that's been going on for quite some time now, the River Street Anthology, uh, spearheaded by Matt Jones. It's an ongoing cultural documentation project that's creating a map of Michigan's musical landscape. And on Record Store Day at 2 p.m. at the Ann Arbor District Library, downtown branch, there's going to be a listening party. You'll be able to witness live recordings of local artists. You'll be able to view past performances and listen to recent recordings of songs that are unavailable anywhere else. So that's all part of the River Street Anthology Project. That's going to be at the Ann Arbor District Library at 2 p.m. from 2 to 4 on Saturday. And actually... There's going to be an all-day deal at the library there from 11 to 5. Vendors will be selling used records. Uh, Let's see, there will be, what does it say here? Pick up a treasure or two from a plethora of Michigan record vendors. Yes, that's what it's all about. So Record Store Day this Saturday and the River Street Anthology Listening Party at the library at 2. Now, my grandfather English passed away in the mid-1980s. I believe it was 1985. My mother went to visit the family, to be with the family on that occasion. On the way back, she took a train home, and she recognized a passenger and realized it was Ramblin' Jack Elliott. My mother noticed Ramblin' Jack Elliott and said hello, and they had a conversation. They talked, and my mother showed him her Walkman. He hadn't actually used one before. He asked about it, and she lent him her Walkman. She had a tape by Farron on it, the folk singer Farron. And so he borrowed the Walkman, walked around the train listening to Farron. He also drew for my mother a picture of his boat. And I saw a sketch of that, and I think it was called the Jib Boom, which I think was a pun on Shaboom, the old doo-wop song. It was Jib. What does Jib mean? It's a ship reference, I think. Type of sailing. Uh... It's a type. Oh, what's that? I think it has something to do with sailing and, uh, uh, you know, the apparatus uh, for adjusting sails, something like that. There you go. I'm completely faking it. but I wonder if they have a boom also on the ship. Boom, so, yes. Jib Boom was the name of the ship. 
or or a boat. Well, I found some Ramblin' Jack Elliott in the library. Ramblin' Jack Elliott was a very influential folk singer, and that is for sure. I found a song that has a peripheral music connection, and Mom, I'd like to dedicate this to you out there in Omaha. If you're listening, I'm waving. Hello. I believe you are listening. I believe I'm listening to you, too. This is a song called Candyman, and this is from a Ramblin' Jack Elliott album, self-titled, from 1961. He says here on the liner notes, well, it's, it says on the liner notes, Jack learned this from Woody Guthrie, who learned it from the Reverend Gary Davis, who has since allegedly given up singing songs about persons in the unsavory possession of the Candyman, who we trust everyone knows was not a confectioner. Hmm. While all of Jack's accompaniments can be traced to the style of someone he imitated, in every case they go beyond the original in some way. It would be impossible to improve on the complexity of Gary Davis's technique, but Jack has added a strain of soft, melodic beauty that Davis's brilliance obscures. This is an interesting opinion piece on the record label uh, uh, from Prestige Records by John Greenway. So, a lot of different opinions here. Take it as you will. But here is Ramblin' Jack Elliott, and this is Candyman. This is WCBN FM in Arbor, and I've appreciated the opportunity for me to share with you some stories about my family and the music they've loved and the music they've sung. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Love you all. Hi, family. Arolf is going to be next with Face the Music, coming up at 7. Here now is Ramblin' Jack Elliott, and this is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Keep on listening. Never stop doing it. Here we go with the Candyman. Some crumbs from rich man to But they left him to die like a tramp on the street. He was some mother's darling. He was some mother's son. Once he was fair and once he was young. Then some mother rocked him a little darling to sleep Then she left him to die like a tramp on the street Well, that's a beautiful song by Ramblin' Jack Elliott called Tramp on the Street. And I promised you Candyman, so that's what we're going to get you in just a second. I hope you've enjoyed the uh, sampling uh, extra sampling from that album. Aren't you lucky to hear an extra sampling from Ramblin' Jack Elliott, this album from 1961? Here now, I believe, yes? Yeah, just fade her in uh, gently there. Here we go. This is Candyman. Lots of samples. Got a mighty word to give my candy man home. 
get the bitch to get the baby some beer. When you get the bitch to get the baby some beer. When you get the bitch to get the baby some beer. When you get the bitch to get the baby some beer. Candy man, candy man. Give him the thing and he's got him out of word. I think the first time I ever heard that song was uh, sung by Donovan, actually, when I was a lad. It's uh, 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. I want to thank you, Mike, for that uh, that wonderful family programming. You're, you're giving us a big dose of uh, all the magic from your family. I'm really fortunate in that years ago I worked in a uh, greenhouse adjacent to a, uh, a flower shop with uh, Mike's mother. So I was, uh, she's a real nice lady, and it's a, it's a real kick that I get to um, I get to do radio each week, right up against Mike Perini's show. Uh, he's got a couple of real nice parents, and uh, I've never been out to Omaha to see them, but he does this pretty regularly. He's a, he's very diligent that way. Well, listen, I've decided uh, tonight that. I'd give you uh, the first of probably just two shows, uh, the heading of which is Time 